Hi. On our play for this week, is Starfield, along with Xbox, biggest hits coming to PlayStation 5? Will the Xbox Series X be the last Microsoft console? Hmm. Is the Nintendo Super Switch 2 revealed sooner than we think? That's one of the names that's been going online. It's um, interesting. But two leakers believe so. But we'll get on that. Disney wants a Fortnite bird? Based on Ubisoft's CEO math, Skull and Bones is a not double A, not triple A, a quadruple A game. I want what he's sniffing. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> all right, all this and more on season eight, episode six of Press X Star Gamers Digest. What's up, everyone? I'm your host, DJ, a.k.a. Sexy Bad Choices, a.k.a. My ship is called the Herald of Supremacy in Helldivers 2. That game is so much Oh, fun. you got a ship? You got a ship, too, yeah. I want a ship. But it's, it's just like a hub. That's all. It doesn't really do anything other than like a hub that your people go to when you're playing with people or going you got a hub? to other people's ships. I want yeah, a hub. It's, yeah, it's super crazy. Well, who are you? by the way. I am Sean M.F. Ross. What does that M and F stand for? Hubless behavior. <laughs> That's all Helldivers 2 is, is hubless behavior. Great. <laughs> um, all right. <clears throat> I know who we are. Pressing Star Gamers, I guess, is a video podcast and gets the most important gaming news from this past week into an hour-long meal just for you. We are live on YouTube every Sunday. Period. What's up, YouTube? You good? Don't forget, you can support us by liking the video, subscribing to the channel, and hit the notification bell. If you are listening, we greatly appreciate you leaving us a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or the podcast services you are currently tuned in on. And if you want, you can join our conversation by joining our Discord at pressxm2swipe.com slash Discord. Join it. It's pretty cool. It's fun times. All right. This week has been a roller coaster, a ride if you own a console in your living room, in your room, anywhere in your house, and if that console is an Xbox console. Number one. Okay, so I, let's do some backstory. Uh, earlier this past week, there was a rumor that Xbox will be, um, their, some of their big games was going to be coming to other platforms. I think it started with Hi-Fi Rush and then um, yes. something it else. It was Hi-Fi Rush and... It was Hi-Fi Rush and uh, Sea of Thieves. And ah. then the rumor extended to uh, Starfield. And mm. it just kind of ballooned from there. But As I'm going to say, the rumor has been around the world twice before the truth can get his pants on. Hey. Oh, yeah. You're not wrong. Yeah. That's, actually, that's actually about right in terms of how quickly the rumor spread versus how slow Microsoft responded to this thing. So... We're just going to start uh, with this one article from WCCF Tech. This is kind of in the middle of the whole rumor mill. Microsoft isn't going fully platform or exiting the console market, says Leaker. This from Alicio Palumbo. Okay. So this week starts with a lot of high-profile rumors suggesting that Microsoft will soon switch its strategy on exclusive games. 
following the previous rumors of titles like CFDs and Hi-Fi Rush, we heard from several or some various journalists, leakers, and insiders that big games like Bethesda's Starfield, Machine Games, Indiana Jones, and Indiana Jones in the Great Circle, and possibly even the Coalition's Gears of War will be landing on other consoles like Sony's PlayStation and Nintendo Switch. And Nintendo Switch too. I mean, it's, we know it's not coming to Switch, guys. Come on now. Leaker Nate the Hate was along those who reported to have there's a Tekken 8 like ad right below this text, and all I want to do is watch Paul and King fight. I'm trying not to, geez. All right. right. Uh, so, okay, Leaker Nate the Hate was among those who reported to have heard about Starfield. However, he clarified some things in a series of tweets posted a few hours ago. Of course, this is in the past. I do want to emphasize that though I heard similar, similar, one should still treat these as a rumor. As noted above, I didn't want to report on it until a release window was finalized, meaning plans remain open to change. Um, so the tweets are, Microsoft will bring select games multi-platform that I have confidence in. People are making wild assumptions that every game is going multi-plat, which is not the case, nor is Microsoft going to exit the hardware industry. The multi-plat strategy is a slight shift in strategy which now in which some titles go multi-platform. Microsoft will keep high-profile games exclusive. Um, I'd be yeah. interested in seeing if they do like a simultaneous uh, Game Pass slash release on PlayStation high-profile game to see what the numbers look like. Yeah, yeah. Like, so of course, of course, there'll be more playing on Game Pass because it's free, well, aka included. I'm just going to bring this in because that's a great segue, actually, in terms of your curiosity in terms of what the numbers will be. The numbers will probably be higher on PlayStation because um, newly revealed sales data suggests that PlayStation has outsold Xbox Series X, Series X slash X two to one. So that, you know, that's evidence. And then we also had talked about last week that PlayStation or that Xbox, um, you know, their console sales are lower than expected or some floors they put on it and it's the whole thing of there is just more playstation consoles out there but that's also because playstation has done a great job at promoting their consoles as a place to play which is also games. interesting because the series s outsold the x two to one mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. there really isn't that many x's that'd make about 18 million they're saying 77 million in this uh, article. So I make about 18 million Series S's versus what's left? Uh, Nine million Series X's. Right. Versus. Yeah. 50 to what? That is. That's wild. But I mean, like. That's a good this... attach rate for Starfield then, because that looks like a third of. And they were saying at one point, like 10 million players. So that's like almost a third. You know, well, I'm not counting count PC, you know. I'm not yeah, you gotta, yeah, you gotta count PC, yeah. Still yeah, a good attachment, like, though. Yeah, and it's 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 one of those things where it's just like when you put the puzzle pieces together, it definitely makes sense why Xbox is shifting strategies in this way. And that, like, okay, well, we if we they are, to, well, yeah, if they are, if they are. Although, although I will go ahead and say right now, I definitely see this as being the case. I oh, I just lost Sean. Oh uh, yeah, let me fix myself. Uh oh. Uh -oh. 
He'll be back momentarily, but you can hear my voice, everybody. Um, I definitely see this being the case. Um, I just want to point back to last year when we saw, oh, you're back. Okay, cool. Uh, when we saw Marvel's Blade, there mm-hmm. was no marking on that trailer. DJ would not let that go. I did not let that go. I was like, that is super weird for Microsoft slash Xbox's trillion dollar company to put a trailer out without finalizing Game Pass deals. And even, I guess, Xbox at the time didn't clarify or Bethesda didn't clarify. One of them didn't clarify. Not Bethesda. Uh, Arcane didn't clarify what that was about. And now that, you know, time passed and we see this, I'm like, hey, guys, we're going to be able to play Blade on PlayStation. Like, yeah, because I mean, let me see. What's the sales numbers for like? Uh... I'm curious. Spider-Man like, sales that's just that makes the most sense to me. Like, you know, oftentimes as as the great, uh, I don't I don't know who said this quote. The simplest thing is usually the the the, the solution. So they um, sold Spider-Man Two sold over five million in eleven days. I'm sure the number is higher now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't see them selling five million. I mean, unless of course it's going to be on Game Pass, and then you know people will try it out. But I mean, yeah. But I, 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 I want to say, when you intentionally spend money on a game, you're actually going to play the game. Versus if you're a lot of people playing it for free, they may play the first level and then, eh, you know, is is that a waste of money at that point for the company if you're spending all this time making? All this art levels, you know, AI, not AI, but you know what I mean? Like enemy mm-hmm. uh, behavior. I don't know the word I want to use. And people are just spending because they're spending not even an hour with the game. I think like uh, Starfield released or somebody released some uh, stat with Starfield where a lot of people didn't get past the first couple of missions. Yeah, that's the thing. Like the you position the marketing to of course emphasize the biggest number but that's also that that sometimes mm-hmm. don't really tell the truth about like what's happening where like starfield did have like the 10,000 players or whatever but like yeah like how many of those players actually played the game past the first tutorial mission or whatever and like if you have the game on game pass of course anyone's just going to be like yeah let me jump into this thing and see what this is about even uh, though yeah, no it's 20, 25% of starfield xbox players haven't even made it to space yeah yeah, so like, yeah, that that all kind of lines up to me. And then just, yeah, it, it's the other thing to note is way back when I brought this up at some point again, way back when <laughs> what happened? I was just I, I was just looking because this article mirrors what I just said. If you look at the mm-hmm. Steam Starfield achievements. Uh, the unlock percentage for that is higher at 88%, so only 10%, 12% of people didn't get to space, and it says okay. one of the reasons it may be higher is because they have to buy the game, so they may be more invested. Good point. Good point. So, yeah, so like, uh, so two things. Uh, the first thing I was going to say is that, like, looking back, when Xbox had put out that weird graphic about these games are exclusive, these games are mm-hmm. multi-platform, and it was like a sliding scale or whatever, like, they made it very clear that certain games will be exclusive, certain games will be multi-platform, and they yeah. never really had to go back to that or talk to that all that much since then, 
but like I think now we're in a place or they're in a place where they need to talk about that because it's a it's a it's gonna be a problem. And then just to go back to the whole Marvel putting making this deal with uh, Arcane Studio to make Marvel's Blade, I think even Marvel is looking at this as okay. Well, if you want this to be an exclusive deal. You have to have numbers to prove to us that we're going to make money off of this. And I don't think Xbox or, or Microsoft could produce those numbers, which I mean, they would just have to pay them outright, at least an equivalent of what they thought it would sell on PlayStation. I mean, yeah, exactly. And I think I think what ended up happening there was like Xbox was like, OK, well, we'll allow it to go multi-platform because technically that's part of our strategy. but. We won't <laughs> talk about that until later on. And we'll probably do like six months exclusivity or, you know, a year exclusivity, whatever. But like, I think they wanted to get that trailer to have a wow factor, but wanted to hide the like particulars of that contract because it's going to look bad. So, yeah. Okay. Um, so, yes. Um, so the reason why this is most likely happening is because Microsoft, you know, they want to be more of a service because that is a way for them to still maintain some kind of dominance in the games industry, but not necessarily have to compete with PlayStation numbers or Nintendo numbers. And that way, you know, they could also get their games on those other platforms that are doing really well with, with how many consoles they have around, you know, worldwide and so on and so forth. Uh, yeah, so it's just, it's a lot. But um, there's another rumor about, so, okay, so the next question was, is this going, because uh, Microsoft is, is doing this switch, is this going to be the last uh, Xbox console ever? Like, we're nah. all in perpetuity. It's too early for that. Our, our, exactly. our... Internet infrastructure in the U.S. isn't robust enough. It doesn't touch on everybody uh, equally. And exactly. Touch on everybody. Um, we're just not there yet. As I keep on banging on the drum with data caps, uh, speeds, and all that, I was trying to play uh, my portal over at my in-laws' house, and their Wi-Fi, for lack of a better word, it just sucks. They're on the old. Mm-hmm. They have the old router. <laughs> That came with their service, you know, it's on the old Wi-Fi four standard, I like think, or 2. something 4. like that. Yeah, I had I had a better uh, experience just playing straight five G on my phone versus trying to play Wi-Fi in the house. Wow, wow! So people need consoles. Yeah, they can't stream yeah. shit just yet. Not yeah. everybody, anyway. No, that's absolutely right. And I think Xbox knows that because this comes from WCCF Tech. Mm-hmm. Next gen, next generation Xbox to launch in two SKUs. A cheaper SKU would be a dockable handheld capable of playing games natively. So this comes to us by way of Francisco de Mille. 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 All right. Speaking during the latest episode of XNC, Xbox Newscast Podcast, middle aged gaming, middle aged game guy. That's a name right there commented on the next Xbox or the next Microsoft console says that it is still on track for 2026. Interesting. 
release, and that will launch in two different SKUs. And the most expensive SKU will be a traditional game console like the Xbox One and the Xbox Series X, while the cheapest SKU will be a dockable handheld in the vein of the Nintendo Switch created by the Surface team, which with built-in controls and a touchscreen uh, supporting cloud gaming that is capable of running Xbox games natively. Um, so I don't see that being too far-fetched when we got shit like the Steam and the ROG Ally and the Lenovo Legion and blah, 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 and whatever, whatever. Like, I don't think that's... If you would have said this five, six years ago, then yeah, it would seem far-fetched. And looking at the power of the Switch and what we had yeah. to go off of at the time. But now, why not? Not that, not that uh, far-fetched. I'll even say, like, if you say if you said this before the Steam Deck launch, it'd been like, no way, no way. But like the Steam Deck pretty much showed the entire industry that, oh, we can do like really good looking handheld games. Yeah. And then on top and after Steam Deck, we had Lenovo, we had Rock Ally, we have uh there's there's like another couple of them out. And then and then even PlayStation was like Okay, yeah, I guess these handheld things, we need to do something. And they released their portal, which is not the same thing as this, but it yeah. is, you know, also a foot or footstep into that market. And then, you know, last week or the week before, we talked about PlayStation also working on a handheld. So it's just I'm like... still playing it more than a month later, Jordan. <laughs> you got him. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, you know, hey, hey, in all honesty, probably by the end of the year, you'll be able to play Hi-Fi Rush on your portal. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it is a thing of like, you know, if you're just reading the tea leaves of the market, this makes sense for the bigger consoles to make a handheld because we have evidence of how well it does. And the fact that Nintendo, the Switch, is the, the, the least most powerful of the three, you know, um, mass market consoles out there. yet it does numbers because I wouldn't compare them. They're a different beast. They're their own thing. They are. They are. But like at the same time, it's no matter how many people are like, man, the graphics on the Switch sucks. It just still keeps keeps selling. It just keeps selling. It's just like I, 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 I'm telling you, it's a different thing. They can release shit on a stick, but if it could play Pokemon, hey man, it's printing money. <laughs> like I, I wouldn't include Nintendo in this conversation just because they're okay. just different. All right. They 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 lean on at least they have. I want to say five, six, maybe seven tentpole franchises that it doesn't matter what the system looks like. You're, you're there playing for the gameplay. Not That's true. The graphics. That's true. That's that. I mean, yeah, you're right. You're right. Especially it looks because great, cool, but that's not their main you know. reason why they're getting. Yeah, because um, I believe um, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, the 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 worst uh performance wise game out of the bunch is outselling the past highest i think that was sword and shield i think that's right so like yeah it is thing of like is that a pokemon game i'm gonna buy it is do i need a switch to buy it i'm buying the switch and it's like not even really a thing that they're thinking the definition of a system seller halo used Mm -hmm. to be that used to yeah yeah those were the days right um all right, so here's another here's another rumor. This was on Reddit. Um, 
Yeah, the, the sort. The, I don't really have a source on this. The source was like from a, a newsletter from another person. It seems about right. This so okay. This from Reddit. Xbox held an internal town hall on Tuesday, which is last Tuesday, where Phil Spencer reassured employees about the future of Xbox console hardware. The company held an internal Tuesday town hall where Spencer told employees that. There were no plans to stop making consoles and that Xboxes would continue to be part of the strategy that involves multiple kinds of devices. Xbox did not immediately return a request for comment. So it just kind of aligns with the room we just heard about them, you know, talking about their next uh, console launch. And again, way back when, during the Activision Blizzard stuff, when we saw those documents, they had talked about a, a console as well. So it definitely does feel like, no, this is not the last time you'll be playing an Xbox console. They will indeed be here for the future. It's just their games will be maybe not always exclusive to the Xbox. And it's just like, if that's what they have to do to you know, stick around, then let it be that then, you know? Although, the one thing I have seen a lot in terms of... Oh, oh, oh we got a... Uh, oh. <laughs> Did you... <laughs> uh, check the chat, Sean. Uh, the um, YouTube. Oh. <laughs> you got a compliment. Oh, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, I spent this whole diaper's money on this uh, hairline. <laughs> right? <laughs> um... But yeah, it's it's a thing of like, you know, this is what Xbox has to do. At least this is what Xbox has to do right now with Phil Spencer heading the ship. You know, once yeah. someone else takes over, the whole thing can change. Like we've seen that happen before PlayStation in terms of PlayStation used to be the place for indie games. And then it was no longer the place of indie games. But they started like getting out of the PS3 era to PS4 era. Like, that stuff can change. So right now, this is just where we are with Xbox. And, you know, I... I, I will more say... more people are just making indie games on mobile because they're more lucrative. Not necessarily yeah. that it wasn't cool to make on, you know, the PlayStation and Xbox. They're easier to make and they're more lucrative because you just slap ads under the bottom. You can't do that on... Um... Well, I'm more so talking about development-wise, where mm -hmm. PlayStation was actually Sporting. holding a handout, you know, helping yeah. them, like, do stuff, and then, like, that kind of stopped. Like, they, like, PlayStation, I think the first PlayStation 4 thing had, like, a, like, a, or a, a indie, like, showcase part of their, like, sh uh, PlayStation showcase, and then by the end oh, of the PlayStation yeah, yeah. 4 era, that was gone completely, and it was just like, these are all AAA games, AAA games, and it's just like, ah, that, you know, that, that hurts for those people who, you know, was drawn to PlayStation for those indie games. And then, like, Xbox sort of became you know, the place I, for indie I, games. I think they're just not pointing it out as much, because, I mean, Kenna I mean, was a quote-unquote indie game. Uh, what's that damn game I just played? Chia was a mostly indie game, mm -hmm. you know, like, I think they're yeah. just not pointing it out as much as they used to. Well, yeah, I mean, but that that's sort of the thing. Like, they're not, they're no longer, their focus isn't to highlight those indie games, even though those indie games are still being developed for PlayStation. PlayStation is just like, now nah, check this Last of Us 2 remaster thing. Like, 
Uh, that's where you I mean, need to spend I, the money, people. I, I think it's nice that they're treating them like big budget games and advertising them along their other AAA games, though. Instead of here's a handout, this is an indie game. Focus on them. Some people turn their brain off when they hear indie. Look at Cameron talking about well, he's not going to play no baby boo boo ass games. <laughs> he's here for them graphics and shit. I mean, I will say that that's that is true in terms of some people turn off, but I think I think the the overall thing is that when PlayStation puts out a game, mm-hmm. you know, I, I was going to say everybody, but not necessarily everybody, but like a lot of people look at that. So if PlayStation, you know, is throwing it on the store, but not actually showing it off in a showcase, although it's on the store, there's a lot less eyes that just sees that game anymore. And I think for some indie developers, when they saw that, PS in that PS4 showcase where they showed a bunch of indie games. They're like, "Oh, PlayStation is actually like showing off like these these interesting indie games. Let me jump into that." And then actually, I have a web page now that I look at it. Oh, really? PlayStation, you know, dot com slash games slash indies. Okay. Season was a uh, an indie apparently. Uh, Roller Drone was an indie. Is uh is the devil. Was it Little Devil Inside or whatever? Is that on that list? It ain't never fucking coming out. They keep on teasing us. But um, <laughs> see, we forget this though. Sifu was an indie game. Stray was an yeah, indie Sifu. game. Um, I ain't even ever heard of these, but I mean, they're mm-hmm. out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, um, yeah. So essentially, where this leaves us, I, we are we're recording this on Sunday. I think. Mm-hmm. The town hall, not town hall. The um, the the Xbox uh, press conference to update us on their their strategy, whatever is going to happen next week. I mm. firmly believe they're going to say, "Hey guys, Xbox consoles aren't going away. Like we're we're you're fine. Like Xbox is still doing well. They're going to show some numbers, and it's going to be like, look, guys, we're fine." But we are going to release certain titles, and I honestly think it's going to be probably, probably Starfield, probably Starfield, Hi-Fi Rush, maybe see if the eh, probably Starfield and Hi-Fi Rush. We're gonna release these titles on PlayStation, yeah. Not now, next year, and it's like that. Actually, Hi-Fi Rush, they actually might. They might do that this year. I think Starfield, they want to wait a little bit just because it's like their their biggest game. And, you know, that means stuff to people to see that go away to PlayStation so quickly. Um, yeah, I just I feel like that's going to be the case because it is just like. All these rumors don't just come out of nowhere, like a lot of these rumors, the people who are saying this stuff are saying the same thing. So it's like mm-hmm. just kind of feels like this is just going to be the case. I, again, I don't see this being like Xbox saying, all right, guys, we lost everything. We're, we're closing up shop next week. Make sure you get all your games on Game Pass because Game Pass is still the um, the best place to play games or whatever. I don't know, X, Y, and Z. And then Phil just like walks out into the darkness. That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But yeah, like the, do, you, do you see that being a case or do you see it like happening a little differently to you? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think they're going to hold up for as long as possible. I don't know why, mm-hmm. but they're going to be vague for a while. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, that's definitely 
that definitely could be the case too. Like if if you know they see this as like oh crap we um <laughs> we we don't have our messaging together. We're gonna say this thing to like kind of push the boat a little further, and then later on we'll we'll figure it out. I don't know. We hope that we'll get like an actual direction from Xbox with this next showing. All right, so that's that's that man. It's it's a whole crazy thing that happened this week. There was other stuff that happened, but this was like the big crazy thing. So let's get into the other stuff. But before we do that, hey, subscribe to this channel, like the video. As I said, subscribe to the channel. I'll say it twice to make sure you heard me the first and second time. Uh, hit that notification bell too, because that will be very important, and you'll be able to see all the other stuff that we do in the future. Um, and if you're listening to this and you're not seeing this, then go ahead and just leave a review because we greatly appreciate that. Like a four or five. Like, if you could give six stars review, just do that as well. That'd be great. Um, all right. Number, number two. Wow. Nintendo Switch 2 will be revealed this March for Autumn's launch predicts insiders. This is a bunch of rumors, boy. All right. So this comes to us by way of Metro.co. I think it's just Metro, uh, by way of Game Central. So, two sources suggest that Nintendo's new console, the Nintendo Switch 2, that, that rumor, or that, that title is still not confirmed, yeah. uh, could be revealed as early as this March, along, although the full details will likely, arrive, will likely take longer to arrive. <clears throat> All right. Uh, so, so basically what they're saying is that there was rumors that there was going to be a um, Nintendo Direct, right? Yeah. And then those rumors changed from it being a uh, Nintendo first party focus to it possibly being a um, Nintendo third party or like a, a sponsor kind of um, Direct where it's just going to be like stuff but not necessarily talking about like the next Metroid or the next Mario thing. And then that there's going to be another direct in March that reveals Nintendo Switch 2. And then on top of that, it shows the big games for Nintendo Switch 2 that we could possibly see this year. It's going to come out in the fall, guys. Like That seems to be the current rumor, and a lot of people are kind of talking how that makes a lot of sense. Um, I think uh, in this past week, even Jeff Grubb weighed on it. He was saying that, you know, that actually makes sense. Like if this next direct that's supposed to be rumored for this week, if that's also if that's going to be a partner direct, then this lines up really well. So that's kind of where this is. I think that makes sense. I, I definitely do think we're going to get Nintendo Switch 2 this year if they want to show it off in March and then drop it in fall. Why not? I mean, there's not really that many big games coming out for the Switch right now. I think we have the Mario vs. Donkey Kong and the Princess Peach game. Yeah. I think that's it. So, this kind of makes sense. Um, what's your thoughts on this, Sean? I still think March is too early to announce mm-hmm. it. Um, I don't know, maybe, maybe closer to the summer. We'll see. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe they'll let uh Jeff Keighley reveal that shit or something, you know, something. That would be interesting. That would be really interesting. <laughs> I mean, you know what? It's very possible that 
if we don't get a a um a direct next week, we could get a direct the first week in March. And at the end of the rec, they can say something like, we have something special coming. And like that could push that line further into the summer, like into, um, you know, early spring or whatever, where they can. Is March spring? I mean, it can March be spring. OK. Or like late spring, like late spring, early summer, where they're like, OK, well, now this is the thing we're showing. And then a couple months we have the actual release of the switch, too. So, I mean, that's that's definitely a possibility as well. But, yeah, we'll see, because we don't have... Um, we don't know just yet. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking right. at the upcoming games. Maybe they might uh, announce that shit in March, because I don't see any big games announced for later in the year. I mean, they already yeah, got so, out, you know, Mario... Uh, right. Unless they're going to come out with a Mario Odyssey 2 as a swan song for it, but, you know, we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so yeah, number three, Disney invests one point five billion dollars in Epic to create persistent universe tied to Fortnite. This comes to us by The Verge, by way of Andrew Webster. Disney and Fortnite, Fortnite, Mark Maker, Epic Games. Okay, let me just restart. Disney and Fortnite maker Epic Games are teaming up to build what's being described as an expansive and open games and entertainment universe. So they're doing all they can to explain a metaverse without saying a metaverse, which Mm -hmm. I respect because if you say a metaverse, everyone's going to shit on it immediately. Um, As part of the announcement, Disney revealed that it is investing $1.5 billion in an equity stake in Epic. So what that means is that Epic and um, Disney are going to partner up to make this, to work on this project. And that will, because oftentimes when working with Disney, the issue is you might have a feed, you might have something to say, you might have like a question or whatever, and you have to ring Disney up to get their take on it before you can continue work on like you need to figure out this thing for you before you can continue working on whatever you're yeah. working on so with this partnership it from what i had read into it it'd be something like disney would have people at epic who are these i guess lore keepers or these people who can answer those questions quicker and allow them to essentially just work on this thing at a how do you I- apply for that job a Disney lore person. <laughs> I think you'd have to be a princess at some point in your life. Well, I mean, shit, it's twenty twenty four. Yeah, yeah, you can, uh-huh. you can. If you start on that now, you'd probably be good by like the end of twenty twenty four, and then you just apply twenty twenty five. You're good. You made it easy. I don't know if that's how that works. Uh, so, details on what this metaverse like project will look like are sparse, but here's how Disney explains it. Also. There's a uh, there's a whole video. I should have played the video on the thing. Huh. Oh, whatever. Uh, there's a video to this. You can check out the video. Um, actually, I might just try. Eh, no, you can check the video. Come on. So, yeah, in the video, there is like the Magic Kingdoms in the middle, and then you have like 
these islands that have different themes to them. So like the island on the left has like Lucasfilms, Marvel, ESPN, Disney. Play. You know what? I'm gonna put this video up. Uh -huh. <laughs> so what's your what's your takes on all this? I'm looking at the video. It looks nifty, but this ain't for me. Yeah, like I've had all the fun I'm gonna have with Fortnite esque things. I'm, that's not my. Uh... I, I, I mean, think I'm, I'm, that's. I'm sure it's gonna be the bee's knees for uh somebody. But... Mm -hmm. So I, I think that's actually one of the uh, questions: is like, what are you doing in this place? Because are you just gonna play like Fortnite like games where you're shooting people? And it's like, is that is that what Disney's gonna allow for this? Like that doesn't seem very Disney. Um, I'm trying to think. Didn't they have something like a? Uh... Is Toontown their thing? Yeah, it is. Disney's Toontown Online. So this is probably going to be a new age Toontown Online. I don't know if you ever played that or remember that. Um, I think... I think I did, actually. It was open back in 2001-ish, and they shut it down in 2013, and it was a 3D uh, thing. Let me see. Use weapons referred to as gags, slapstick comedy items such as thrown cream pie to fight and destroy cops. Discover businessmen who served as the game's antagonist. I mean, it's it's not an unprecedented thing to do a 3D thriving world like this. This is probably on on this scale. It's probably new for them, but they've had something similar to this before. Yeah. Um. Uh, you got you got a uh, what the hell is it in a uh, Kingdom Hearts? The shadow things that they fight, I don't remember. The nobodies? There you go. I mean, it's yeah. possible they have some shit like that in this game as the overarching mm -hmm. villain. And you're not shooting with necessarily, you know, guns and shotguns and stuff, but they'll, they'll figure something out. I mean, that's a good point, though. Like, it doesn't have to be um... straight up Fortnite with Disney skin slapped over. Yeah. I found the trailer. Mm -hmm. So like it is let me actually put this on the real quick. Um so this is this is it's interesting. I think I think the best case scenario for this would be a really, really cool place to like load up and have like for example, like you and Sean can jump into this. And just like run around in this like giant should be with, should area. Be busy watching One Piece. Right? <laughs> she has to catch up. Mm. Um, but no, they say they can't wait for fans to experience the Disney stores stories and worlds they love in groundbreaking ways. This sounds like a rehash of Kingdom Hearts without Sora and company in there. I mean, uh, it's one of those things where like I I almost think that it will be like um. The Disney, um, mm -hmm. the Disney Animal Crossing game that came out recently, where it's like, it's uh, I forget what it's called. If you if you type in Disney um, mm -hmm. um, Animal Crossing game, it, it's gonna it's gonna pop up. It's it's one of those things where it's like I feel like they're gonna want to make this a thing that you can walk around in, you can go to like attractions, almost like a Disney World. And so, then, like, funny enough, you say that shit. Uh, the mm -hmm. game you're thinking of is Dreamlight Valley. 
But that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So, Dreamlight Valley came out. Okay, whatever. Yeah, it came out. So funny Bro, enough, I, I went to Disney. October just passed, and a lot of the rides that they have there are just. Some of them are, you know, you just kind of sit down and you're, you have this, for lack of a better word, like a little laser. It's like a duck hunt game type shit you're you're doing in mm-hmm. Disney World, and they have yeah. a lot of games like that where you're in a stationary car just rolling through scenes of a movie, and shooting little laser things. I I can see them doing that with this Disney Epic World I to okay. replay scenes of the movies in new ways that you've never seen before. Right, right, right. So I paused the trailer just to show. Mm-hmm. I can do a better job pausing. Uh, just to show like the. I guess extent of this and then like you do have um like okay so you do have like ESPN you have a Disney Plus zone you can't really see it with the sky but like there's Marvel Tower there's Lucas Films and then you got like at the bottom you have Wreck-It Ralph and like other stuff so mm. I think it's interesting how they're going to split off the different properties but it definitely does feel like, oh, this is going to be like a Disney World kind of thing. And then my thing is like, is this doable now? Yes. I think this is totally doable now with the technology we have and like the server power or whatever that we have. I just wonder how long this is going to last. Or as because long as people uh, buy that Disney Battle Pass. Uh, that's the thing. Like, where does the money side come into this? Like, what are you going to be paying for? Skins, like, I guess. It won't last long, just like... Uh... <clears throat> so, like, when I pointed out Red Dead Online, mm. the aesthetic and scope is limited compared to what they can do with GTA Online. There's no limits for GTA Online, and there's no limits with Fortnite as to what they're willing to collaborate with and throw in that game. Disney yeah. has a what's the word I want to use? Morality. They they're gonna try to keep it kid friendly, for the yeah. most part. Yeah. Not not to say that Fortnite isn't, but there's a certain aesthetic that Disney is gonna stick to, or uh, you're not gonna see. Naruto and Goku in this Disney world the same way you would uh Fortnite. Yeah. So we'll see how long it lasts. Yeah, I mean I, I think that is a solid um point about this being this would have to be so hyper focused into Disney that you know I mean Disney does have IP that it could pull from, but it is the question of like, all right, well, how profitable is that? Like, is that if you is it going to draw people in if they pull out like the Iron Giant or whatever? Is that a Disney thing? Is that even mm. Disney? I don't Let's know see. if that's Disney or not. But if they like, like Big Hero Six, which like it was a it was popular enough to be in Kingdom Hearts Three or whatever. But like, yeah. does it still have that same resonance to bring people to this? I didn't even Disney see that. Fortnite space. Uh, Did you see Big Hero Six? No, nah. it was fine. Um, I was too the old. Iron Giant does not look to be Disney. Okay. I'm surprised that they had. I knew Vin Diesel was in there. I'm surprised Jennifer Aniston was in there. Interesting. The Iron uh, Giant wasn't is Vin Diesel Warner the giant. Brothers. Yeah, it's it's a Warner Brothers property. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So yeah, it's like 
this is this is really interesting. And then like, you know, we say all this Disney, 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 but ESPN is there. So it's just like, is that going to be a bar? Is that going to is that going to be gated to people who are only 21 and up? I mean, to go into the bar to watch the game. I mean, they'll probably have giant screen. I I'm trying to like tone down my imagination because I can see this thing being like a crazy thing, but to understand for it to be a crazy thing, we don't have a tech, we don't have technology to support such a crazy thing. So they're gonna have probably to start be... digging in that vault though. Once they start running out of content, yeah, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna see Song of the South on there. <laughs> oh no, Jumbo. <laughs> so, we're bringing back Sound of the South, and we understand, guys. We will bring it back. As is original, we're gonna remake it. We're gonna make it sounds the deep south or whatever. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll see. Again, this is an investment. We're not gonna see this for years. Maybe it's 2024, maybe 2027, maybe probably 2028. I don't know. We'll see. Um all right, so uh, the last little bit of news is that Mike, her Ubisoft CEO defends Skull & Bones $70 price despite its live service leanings, calling it quadruple A. This comes to us from BGC by way of Chris Scullion. There's not really much to say other than, yes, um, Ubisoft CEO, CEO Yves Guimau had called Skull & Bones a quadruple A game, which is insane because Sean, you played that game in one of the betas. There's an open beta out right now. And Sean, would you describe Skull and Bones, at least your experience, as a quadruple A game? So the portion that I played, now that I can talk about it, now that it's out, um hell no. <laughs> <laughs> so DJ and Avery used to argue over this game a lot uh a majority of the time you're the boat at least as far as they let us play um yeah you have hub worlds but there is no combat on the hub worlds yeah um i've heard it described as the division but with boats and mm -hmm. friends um mm -hmm. i said i could see playing it if it was free to play and it is not so it is the opposite of free to play. You need to pay the most to play. <laughs> um, I I I, I want to say, does it have microtransactions? I don't know. Uh, it says at least in that uh, the uh, title, it's um live service leaning. So there probably is a store in. I mean, because like most of the um Activision games have some kind of store in them where you have to pay for something to, to get a yeah, skin or whatever. So... It is a live action game, but will also add microtransactions and battle passes and such on top of that as time goes on. Um, wait, is this the same? Did you pull this from Forbes? No, you pulled this from No, nah, this is from uh, VGC. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the Forbes, but I mean, it's basically the same okay. thing. You're saying it's a very big game. Fortnite is a big game. Look how much they're making off of that by expanding yeah. access. I'm for. I don't like microtransactions like that, but I mean, in the case of a game like this. And then you got Helldivers that just came out at, at $40 and it's selling like gangbusters. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I think I, I think 
is there is there a reality where Skull and Bones can come out and it could be a fun time that surprisingly draws people in? Sure. Everybody doesn't want to play a pirate game. And because it's a pirate game and it's not free, you're limited, once again, like Red Dead Online, you're limited in the scope of what you could do with microtransactions and additions to this game. You're yeah. not going to draw in a massive... What, what is it? I think, I think the, the issue is... I mean, there's a lot of issues when you talk about Skull and Bones, but I think... One of the issues is just looking at the whole it being a live service game. Mm-hmm. When a person pays $70 for this game, download the game, open the game up, put it in the console, whatever, turn it on and see if there's a store in the game where you can buy stuff. It's like, yeah. but wait, I just spent full price for this game. Like, why do I have to buy stuff? Like, Helldivers has a battle pass. Like, yeah, there's a battle pass in Helldivers too, but. The game's also $40. $40. (laughs) And like, and yeah, and the battle pass you get, you can complete it by just playing the game. It's going to take you a little longer to complete it, but like, it's still doable. And it's just like, on top of all of that, like, when you look at Helldivers, the first one came out to like pretty good, like, uh, reviews and stuff. The game was fun. It built up a like cult following. And then Helldivers 2. We see that, and the big change that did that that did was make it from an isometric view to a third person view, and like that was for the better. So like the news on Helldivers only got better, whereas when we first saw Skull and Bones back in like 1808, we were just like, "What is this game?" And then it just got delayed. It came back out again, and it's like, "Oh, this is happening in 2001." Okay, and then it got delayed again. And it's happening, and it's like, oh, it's 2020, and we're in the pandemic. Skull and Bones. All right. And then we get it now. It's uh, just this like, would have done wonderful if it was released during the pandemic. They missed their boat. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm looking at the Kotaku review, and they're saying it's kind of meh. Um, it's kind of like yeah. Division. The public hub is a safe zone where you can't hurt anybody. Um, you can't jump. I don't remember being able to run. Uh, it's just, I think be a pirate and can't jump. Bullshit. I don't know. I mean, like, you, you can't fight anybody on foot, so it's only right. on you know, on the ships. And I don't, I don't know what it's like once you get a bigger boat, but I know you had to just basically gather materials when you were mm-hmm. playing it. And the way you gather materials is it looks like a little timing-based minigame that kind of pops up on the screen. So it's not like you see your crewmates hop out and start chopping down trees. You're not even, like, visually seeing the person chop down a tree or going to pickaxe some rocks or, you know, gather jewels, whatever. It's literally you pull up alongside a tree, this saw graphic pops up with, uh, you know, there's zones, you know, the yellow-green yeah. zone, and you basically yeah. time your button press to get more or less resources same thing with the pickaxe you know you time your pickaxe but you're not actually seeing this stuff you just see it pop up in your inventory mm. what this game was supposed to came out in 2018 i played it last year what did they spend all this money and time with like if you saw the number of support studios when the game first starts up i don't know what it looks like now mm-hmm. it was ridiculous Probably less because those studios got let go, but but you know, <laughs> yeah. But like it's 
it's crazy. It, it's it's crazy that this game took an eternity to come out to it releasing in the state that it did. Um, all of this is just crazy. Uh, the game's going to come out, and we're going to not talk about it by like March, maybe eh, April. We'll give it a month, but like, yeah, it's we're just going to move on as an industry because that's you know things that happen, especially when ah, the game's not good. We just here it was so. It was Ubisoft Singapore. Uh, give me a second. Uh, I just seen it. Ubisoft. It was way more than this. Ubisoft yeah. Belgrade, Ubisoft Berlin, Ubisoft Chengdu, Ubisoft Kiev, Ubisoft Montreal, Ubisoft Mumbai, Ubisoft Paris, Ubisoft Philippines. Ubisoft Pune or Pune, Ubisoft Shanghai, and it was much more when I uh played the beta. Wow. At least 30 studios splashed across the screen. What did y'all spend? <laughs> I, and you know, so so yeah, we're, we'll wrap up on this because like yeah. we're just we're just digging Ubisoft further in a hole, but I'm just going to go ahead and just put the dirt on it by saying like <laughs> this is just Ubisoft's MO because they've just constantly made not great decisions. The best decision that they made was this Prince of Persia game. And it like, it literally surprised everyone because the last couple of games, the the last slate of games Ubisoft puts out is either a Assassin's Creed or whatever. And it's just like, it doesn't, I, I want to say like, that, I, uh, they put out a statement saying that they're going to actually make good games recently. They're going to focus on. Oh good yeah, games. yeah. That, that was that was that happened this week. We'll what see. Making before. We'll see. I will say the graphics look great in this game, though. The uh, creative characters—they look awesome. Yeah, I will give it that. <laughs> Just create a character, turn the game off, and take it back. I know. <laughs> All right. So yeah, that's uh, and then the last thing I wanted to say is give a shout out to the IGN workers who have begun to start the process of unionizing. So that's awesome. Congratulations, guys. Hopefully that either gets certified and that becomes a thing for you guys. But um, that's awesome. All right. Well, that's it for the game news. Let us talk about the games we've been playing. Sean, what have you been playing? Infinite Wealth and only Infinite Wealth. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> It's funny. The game design is no enemy placement could use some work because there was a gated off area for the next portion of the story, and you had to kind of get through this gauntlet of enemies. Mm-hmm. And right next to the entrance, I didn't even realize the entrance was like kind of to the side of where I was looking. A majority of the enemies are like level 10, 11, but then there's like a dude standing there. Kind of off to the side, and he's like level 18. And he whooped my ass the first time I played. So I'm like, damn, all right, let me go spend some time leveling up. And I level up to a level like 20, 21. Finally, beat him only to realize, oh, the door was right here. I only needed to be about level 10 or 11. At least that was what? The, that, that was the enemy's levels, like for that area, and like in the. Yeah. In the dungeon, for lack of a better word, that I was gonna uh, proceed through. So, so I just had a really hard guy just to kind of off to the side yeah. if you wanted to deal with him. And I just, you know, I was like, oh, beat my ass. I'll be, I'll be back for you. So 
I sat there and did a whole bunch of like side missions. I upgraded <laughs> my weapon to like plus sixteen. You know, I got all the good shit. Hey, hey. And then you felt the disrespect and you could not let that go. Okay. And so I you, just you trained up and you came back and you beat his ass and then you just progressed. To I, yeah, I, I steamrolled through the rest of like that section on yes. um just hilarious. Um that is hilarious. But I'm enjoying it. I just my only mm-hmm. complaint is that I'm hearing Kiryu in English and it's just a tragedy. I wish they had like an option oh. to just have him speaking in Japanese and the rest of the cast oh. speaking English. Yeah. Right, right, because he wouldn't even be able to do that. I'm sure they can do something. Oh. I mean, it's just odd to hear him speaking in English. Like, right. it was fine in Like a Dragon 7. Spoilers, the game came out a couple years back. Should have played it by now. Mm-hmm. He pops up in 7 speaking English, and I was like, damn, I wish I could have heard him in Japanese. You know, you hear, you hear people from the old games, and it's like all the old games are all subtitled. They weren't in English, so. Oh, um, hear- okay. To hear their that's, voices. That's super now. drawing for you, then. Yeah, so I'm like, I've, I've heard them for the past seven games. Yeah. <laughs> in Japanese, I'm like, ugh, what is this? <laughs> Who is this man? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but past that, I can see why this game got a perfect forty, and it's getting tens across the board from a lot of places. Mm. It just there's a massive amount of things to do. You got your Sujimon, which is your Pokemon knockoff. Um. I haven't gotten to the Dondoko Island or whatever. That's supposed to be an Animal okay. Crossing knockoff. They have Sicko Snap, which is kind of like Pokemon Snap. You're catching, you're you're riding a trolley and taking pictures of perverts across the city. Um, you have your, I don't know what the hell I'm gonna call this crazy taxi Uber Eats knockoff. Where you're you're picking up pizza and burgers and sushi and delivering it to people. You yeah. know, standing around like there is a lot. Of course, they still have all their gambling, so they have... I don't know if they have pool. I haven't come across that yet, but they have darts. They have mahjong. They have... Uh... Jogi? Something like that. Yeah. Everything is in this game. Um, The story is good. Are you required to do any of that stuff, or is it just like, you're free to do it, you get some money for it, that can Um, buy items, or... Some of it may be required, like the Sujimon thing, because it's a job that you unlock, so you have to do like the first okay. couple missions, which is fine. Okay. And then like yeah. after you beat the first of the Elite Four, Elite Five, or whatever, you don't have to play it if you don't want to, I think. Okay. I didn't get far enough. Um so I mean they, they have you try everything once just to see like so you don't ignore it because you might like it. And here's exactly, the whole yeah. portion of the game that you missed. Um the the party the the story building world building is pretty good like instead of just having exposition dumps there are portions on the map where your party members will start talking about something about the past or something that they like or you know their favorite mm-hmm. thing and you, you can skip it if you want or they have intentional spots where you can press a button and they'll start talking and that will build their trust and camaraderie um they also have a Aloha link system where like you just wave and you know do yeah. Aloha to people on the island and if you become friends with people they'll give you items they'll give you potions quote unquote potions but I mean they're food potions whatever yeah okay um if you build your camaraderie up with your 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 party mates you know 
they'll do extra attacks or whatever. So if he knocks somebody, they'll, you know, knock somebody over, they'll come and follow up or, you know, they'll yeah. do team attacks, you know, stuff like I that. I remember so, that from the first Like a Dragon and being like, that's really cool. This has been expanded. Like, they got people, like, doing double attacks. Just, like, you're not using any uh, MP, quote-unquote, mental points or, you know, like, Sometimes they'll just do things just to yeah. help you out. Like it, it's it's interesting and that's awesome. It's the reason why I haven't bought Hell Divers. I'm just I'm yeah. trying to get through as much of this as I can before uh, Final Fantasy comes out because this is a massive game. Yeah. So speaking of Final Fantasy, I played the demo for Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Um, <clears throat> before I talk about my experience with the demo, I'm just gonna say. I am not a Final Fantasy VII person. I watched my friends play it when I was younger. I did play Final Fantasy VII Remake. I enjoyed my time with that game. The ending was very, very strange in Kingdom Hearts, and I don't remember much about what happened in the end of that game to know, be like, all right, this is where we are. This is what's happening. The start of the demo, I'm just going to play the trailer. The start of the demo did a very good job of reminding you about the things that happened in you know, Final Fantasy VII Remake and like the kind of um, the where it puts you like it gives you context for the the demo that you're, that's taking place. And essentially, while um, Cloud, Tifa, Barrett and that you know, Aerith, that group is driving away from the city. I don't remember the name of the city. Um, Cloud is giving them an update on his memory of Sephiroth and like so on and so forth. And that's where the, the demo starts. It's like a flashback. Um, so in this demo, you play as Cloud and Sephiroth. And I think this is the first time you ever get to actually experience the game from Sephiroth's point of view in terms of playing as him. And he is, he's OP. Like he is, he is that dude. Like his sword is like nine feet, nine feet long and you feel every inch okay um and yeah and you're just slicing up people or slicing up monsters and stuff and it's just like yeah man that's crazy um for me it's really weird to because I, I just finished Baldur's Gate 3 and like to me Baldur's Gate 3 is the probably the game Old of the generation standard. like yeah it's yeah so I, the story of Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, the story that's, that's being told to you, I think it's really cool, but it is very anime-ish in terms of this thing happened. So, uh, from at least from Sephiroth's perspective, this thing happened, so I'm going to be evil immediately, and I'm going to do these terrible things. And it's just like, bro, what are you doing? Like, we were, we were vibe, like, because you play as Cloud, of course, as, as well. So you're like, we were vibing, like we were fighting things together. We were cool. This Sephiroth went and went to his library and started reading about who he, who he actually is and so on and so oh, forth. Oh wow, and that is like, an interesting character design. I'm looking at the videos. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll the get to the graphics. The bones on his face or whatever. whatever, whatever oh yeah, like, yeah. Uh, so, like, yeah. So just from a story perspective, it was just like. All right, man, things are happening. I guess, you know, this this has to happen to push us forward to Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Fine. I was like, all right, whatever, man. I'm like, okay. Combat-wise, it's very similar to Final Fantasy VII Remake. So I think the only addition in this game is 
as you said in infinite wealth like there's going to be um like team up attacks that you can do and in the demo you actually trigger one of these team up attacks with sephiroth and it's pretty cool it looks flashy as hell um beyond that uh there's not really much to say about the combat because it's pretty much the same visuals is interesting in this game the 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 backgrounds the cinematics look amazing mm-hmm. in-game character models don't look amazing it it looks very much so like like last gen not last gen it's like they 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 try to make the models as pretty as possible in this art style of anime face mm-hmm. but when it comes to them them talking their mouths moving it feels very Dead. archaic in terms of only this part of their face moves when they're talking it's just like what's happening up here like there's there was a a, a line I think I felt from, that way with uh final fantasy 16 or whatever the hell just came out that we just played yeah 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 no no yeah 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 yeah, that's a good point like that's that's it's that same kind of uh facial animation that's happening there it's like this does not feel great but then like the next scene like there's like effects and stuff happening like oh well that's pretty all right whatever that's fine we'll just move on but like yeah the the visual quality is it fluctuates and it fluctuates a lot where like you go and you see the actual NPCs and they're just like, they're just there. Like there, there was not much effort put in some of them. Of course, the people you talk to look a lot better, but um, yeah, I just, I ended that demo confused with Sephiroth doing the things that he did at the, at the end of that demo. Mm-hmm. And like, it's like, I'm going to play Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, but I, you don't at this point, I don't, I, I want to. I want to experience that game because I know it's such a great game and I know there's like, I know it's going to get into things. Like the one one winged angel, that song is supposed to be like OP and it's like even more OP because of Sephiroth and so on and so forth. So like I'm interested. It's just that it could be me like a personal thing because it's like I just finished this like immaculate story of Baldur's Gate 3 and like I'm just like Oh, I need to sit down for a little bit. And then I'm playing this and I'm just like, oh, this is not, this ain't it. But mm. the combat is cool. So, and like, I'm a person for combat. So, if the combat's cool, I'll play it and I'll, I'll enjoy the combat at least and figure out the story after. Uh, then, just to end this, um, Helldivers 2. Bought Helldivers 2. That game is so much fun. Uh, there, what needs to be said about that game that hasn't been already? said online uh that game right now it it surpassed god of war becoming playstation's biggest steam launch yet Mm. that makes sense because it's a multiplayer game it's at 40 dollars as well so of course it's gonna be a single player game yeah that makes sense helldivers 2 um if you don't know what this game is you play as literally a patriotic grunt and your whole job is to be an NPC from Starship Troopers, where like you're going to these alien planets and just shooting bugs, doing missions, and saying hurrah as you do it or whatever. The games, the the 
the aesthetic of that game is nailed so well from the tutorial, like that sergeant kind of guy that's giving you these orders and you're doing all this stuff and he making jokes while you're doing it. And then you have to salute the flag at the end. Like they nail that aesthetic so well. And then the game itself, again, the NPCs don't look great, but when you're actually on the, the, um, on the planets destroying the bugs, that stuff looks amazing. And then gameplay, when you're actually fighting, there is so many different mechanics that you have to be aware of all the time where this game is definitely not an arcade shooter. Like you don't just jump in, shoot bugs and move on. Like you have to be cognizant of your bullets. You have to manually reload your gun. When you throw a grenade, you switch over to your grenade and throw it. You have to switch back to your gun. Like they do all these things to, if you remember this stuff, you'll do great. If you don't remember any of this stuff, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna die. And gonna like when time. you die, say what? I so say you're gonna have a bad time. Yeah, I mean it, it, the thing is like it's not necessarily a bad time. It's 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 still a fun experience because when you get got, you're like, oh, I died. And then if you're playing solo then you'll just respawn immediately you'll have a drop pod come down boom hit the ground and your soldier's back but if you're playing with a person they have to bring you back by doing a stratagem which is like an ability and to actually access the ability you have to press a sequence of d-pad directions to actually call it down so one, the more you play the game, the better, the quicker you get at doing those D-pad like directions. But it could be a thing of you do it, you mess, you mess up one thing, and you're like, "crap, I gotta do it again." So you go do it again. And you're all while you're fighting bugs and stuff, trying to get like distance to do all stuff. So it becomes a chaotic mess of ensuring you have enough distance to do these things, making sure you're killing bugs, and always watching your back because you never know what's going to be you know behind you around the corner or whatever so it's so much fun i played with cam and like two other randos online we had such a great time and it's if this now that i'm looking at this i'm gonna simplify it like an asshole this is basically zombies with bugs on a different planet it's with, with powers i would say yes but know in that zombies is more arcade than this. Like there is like watching it, there's a lot of stuff that you're not necessarily experiencing to be like, oh, this is this is like your your movement is you're a normal person. Like you have a stamina bar. Once you have a stamina, you're gonna be you're gonna be jogging a little bit. Um your dive, you have no no iframes when you dive. Like when you dive, you hit the ground. If you dive from too far and hit the ground, you take a little bit of damage. Like there's a lot of stuff that grounds you, but like in terms of the killing and stuff and leveling, it does it does feel like zombies in that. Like you're you're doing these things. Um yeah, I, I think. I was gonna play a trailer, but I don't, I don't, nah. yeah, I don't need to do that. Um, so yeah, like that's that's pretty much it. Like that, I'm having such a great time with that game. Um, right now, I I do have to say, I do have to say, right now, the multiplayer or matchmaking is borked completely. So it is 
almost impossible, if not impossible, very, very difficult to find an online match. Like I sat down and looked for a match for about maybe five whole minutes. Couldn't find anything. So I just played a game single player. So like they need to nail that because right now that is the biggest issue this game has. So be aware that the matchmaking right now is not working. If you're interested in this game, definitely wait until that gets an update before you jump in. Or you can just jump in and play the game single player. It's a little harder, but if you're interested, you're interested. Um, so that's it. That's it for us. Oh, we did it. All right. Um, we hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoy making it. Don't forget to like the video, subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell. Don't forget to leave us a review on our podcast or podcast services if you are listening to us. And don't forget, you can join our Discord at pressx2 slash Discord. And have a great day.